Hello world, this is Kevin Pascal and you're tuned into the Hinted Neuron Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, you'll hear me talk with Wisdom Mudashu. He's a storyteller, content creator, and you know, an all-around amazing guy. We talked about what he does with the podcast, figuring things out podcast. We talked about content creation, storytelling, and you know, a bunch of other things. This episode was recorded online and so you might experience a decreased audio quality, but I assure you, it doesn't hurt the flow of the conversation or there was no loss in information whatsoever. So yeah, the audio quality is still good, but maybe not the best, but yeah, still good. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review with five stars on Apple Podcast. Also, share this podcast and you know follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron. And now here's my conversation with Wisdom Mudashiro. I'm here with Wisdom. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So yeah, Wisdom, I I have been following your IG now for maybe a few weeks, I guess now. Thanks for reaching out before. And what I noticed is that um, you are a creator and a storyteller. But yeah, I think yeah. before I, because I don't want to give my own <laughs> impression of who you are. So I'll give you one minute for you to introduce yourself to my audience. My name is Wisdom. Mudashiru. Um, I'm a storyteller and content strategist. I don't want to like go to the ball. Basically, I got into content creation like in 2019, and it was kind of random. I, I didn't I didn't even think I'd be a creator. It was just when I like had nothing on my hands, and I just said, "Why just sit down?" And and I was actually trying to go out of my comfort zone because I'm not someone who naturally put myself out there and engage with people and all that stuff. But I was like. Can I do it if I wanted to? Like in real life, if you see me, I'm not like this outgoing person. But online, you when you when you look at me, you like you think this guy is one guy that talks a lot. But I'm actually not that person that's out there a lot. But that's why it was kind of like stepping out of my comfort zone. And over time, I created content, random stuff because I didn't have any direction. And then I just didn't like what I was doing anymore. People still liked it. People were like, "Wait, wisdom, love your stuff. Why are you saying you don't like it?" But I had to take a break. Took a break. Came back with direction. As, then I knew I wanted to focus on storytelling and content strategy and now i do that to help creators and also like brands that need stuff with storytelling and content strategy so yeah that's basically wisdom in a short and also wisdom is a human being not just a creator like make mistakes you know do i love bread i eat bread a lot that's wisdom yeah and we'll still go into the storytelling part because i sure, sure, actually sure. learned actually learned that you love bread yesterday and now, how, I was hoping we would have that argument before we how, started the real conversation how, because I was checking out your Instagram. So you, okay, you, you saw that highlight, right? Yes. Okay, okay. You so, saw that video. <laughs> yes. So I, I was hoping we would have that argument before Why we not? dive into the real conversation. Why would anybody like bread as their best food? Like, I mean, bread is bread. Like, it's plain. Like, why would that be your best food? Like what's why don't you like bread? Let's start with you. Why don't you like bread? Or why isn't it something like well, I'm not saying it must be your best food, but do you like it or like you just totally don't like it or what? I don't hate bread, but bread is definitely not in the highest hierarchy. In the hierarchy of good foods, bread shouldn't be at I don't think bread should be at the top ten. That's 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 you, but as long as you don't like as long as you are not like I hate bread, then I'm cool. But like 
guy is bread. Are you a Christian? Yes. And you don't like bread? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times do you know how many times bread was referred to in like used in the Bible? People would not be like, nah, it's just figurative. It's not figurative anything. It's bread. Jesus is the bread of life. And I always have this argument with people that, you know, personally, it's just a personal preference. I'm just, all, the, all the Bible stuff is just jokes and fun. But personally, I don't know why. People are like, nah, I have to add butter or I have to add jam or I have to add egg or I have to... But I can look at bread. I'm even looking at bread right now, funny enough. And oh I can God. look at... I can look at bread and just grab it, just take one slice and eat and I'm good. Because honestly, I don't like... Like I like... How will I put it? I like like taking my time when I want to prepare a proper meal. And bread is just yeah. there. It's fast. It's easy. You are walking. You just grab bread and you are eating. And you, are, you know, it's quick. It's fast. It's for people that don't have that time to prepare proper meals and stuff. And people are like, won't you have constipation? Don't lie. You have constipation. Well, that's you. Also, we like it. We have no problem with it. So I don't, I honestly don't know why people have it in against bread. But since you don't hate it outright, then fine <laughs> <laughs> so apart from apart from bread right now what are other things that you're obsessed about does it have obsessed to be food with? no food? anything it could be anything recently i just got obsessed with, with going back to storytelling and strategy like ever since i got the clarity and i knew that okay this is what i wanted to do now i can't look at something and not see a story i can't look at something and not see the strategy like that's why i love and I don't know I'm bringing her now but we can still talk about it later but I look at what she does and people are like nah this girl is just vibes and inshallah and she's just you know we just like her for vibes she's really strategic people think that she all this her stuff is, her story is like she pays attention to detail detail is one thing I'm obsessed with too and it's not like it's not necessarily a good thing because when you pay too much attention to detail you're not like procrastinating or you're like paying, you're not you're, you're, you're taking time with stuff and you're not implementing but I'm just obsessed with detail and strategy and when you see someone like her you know that people put a lot of time and effort into what they do she's like on her story saying i haven't edited a video i haven't done this i haven't done that all that is just strategy like to get you it might be true and she might be doing it unknowingly but all that we know about it were like wow this girl is has an awesome strategy tells amazing stories whether she even knows it or not so yeah story strategy what else bread um yeah that's basically it Currently, so, good good music, good music. If you know me, good music, like good effing music. I just I just love good music. I'm on my oh. I'm because good music, too, I, music music tells stories. So I just love good music. When I hear good music, but there's music I know that is not good music that I still love. I don't want to call names, but yeah, <laughs> but good, good like. music. People that shout in songs, you know them. <laughs> they are shouting. <laughs> You don't want to you don't want to bust our eardrums, but we still like them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, there's this idea that because like like I think you partially said there's this idea that everybody has a story. Yeah. But like not everybody can tell it. Yeah. So you as maybe a storyteller, what do you have for like how do you think that like we as humans we could like Tell more stories, like because not those not just the people who can tell stories, but like we want to hear everybody's story because everybody has interesting stories, but not everybody can tell it. What do you think yeah. we can do as maybe you from your perspective? What do you think humans can do? People who listen to this podcast, I go, what do you th- what do you think they can do to tell better stories and you know, effective stories? Yeah, so first I'll start with saying 
everyone is a storyteller, whether you like it or not. It's not something you say you are. It's something you are already. It's not something you try to be. But now, what you try to be is better. You become better. Because when you're having gist with your friends, when you're talking, when you're talking to people, when you're doing almost a lot of your conversation, you're telling stories. Now, whether you take it intentionally or not, just the way I was talking about a content creator and how everybody is a creator, air quotes, but some people are you know, intentional with it. It's the same thing with being a storyteller because now everybody that creates content, they are telling stories, but whether or not they are taking it intentionally is now the most important thing. So it's not how can you tell stories. You can't tell stories. You tell stories already, whether you want to admit it or not. But how can you now tell better stories? And first place I'll start with is learning, like pay more attention. Like, so you start with, why do I want to tell better stories? And you, know, you let that why drive your passion and drive your discipline because you have to know why you actually now want to get better. I just wanted to get better because Kelvin said that. Kelvin asked the question, or you really want to get better because you know the benefits of storytelling. Because storytelling is how you, how you make a lot of things better. It's how you get results. It's how creators get results. And it's how human beings basically communicate effectively. So if you want to have more better conversations, you want to, you know, you want to get a land a job or you want to just create better or just, you know, communicate better, get results and in things that involve communication, then you want to, that's why, that's one reason you might want to tell stories. And now if that is your why or if that is one of the whys you have, then you have to start with learning, like really understanding story because not everybody even knows what storytelling is. Just two years ago, I didn't even know what storytelling was. I just thought it was, you know, normal storytelling, like just telling stories. I didn't know that there was like a strategy and like there was a be- behind the scenes to all these things and there were, there were ways people did these things that helped them, you know, like a part of strategy and everything. So you have to know why. Then you have to go and learn. So that's why and then learn. And you just have to keep practicing, you know. But if I'm going to put that, that, that learning now, because I'm just telling you, you should go and learn. But if I'm going to like tell you what a few things that you might actually just need, it's basically pay more attention to details. There are two types of storytelling. Basically, there is one where you tell actual stories, and then there's another one where you're like, you know, just building things in the way stories work. The first one is actually telling a story of yourself. Let's say you're a brand or business or something like that, and you want to win over your customers' hearts and everything. So you tell them why you started the business. You tell them, okay, let's say you started this um, hospital because you or you started this fundraiser. Uh, you heard? Have you heard of them? Um, you know this um, precious. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I actually know them, like also personally. Like I didn't just find out about them, and I yeah. know I even work with some of them. And the reason their 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 work is doing so, everybody listening, please go and donate because you know Precious is a really kind person and she's really giving. So the reason that that people are actually donating is because of story. So the first thing they did to make that work and get the results, basically, what I say is storytelling is how you get results. So whatever results means to you. Can be maybe maybe you're a creator, you want to get more likes, more engagement, or you want to make more sales, or you want to just get a job, and you want to be able to convince your boss that you're the best for the job, you're not the best. We want to tell a story about why you can actually deliver and all that all that stuff. That's where storytelling can play. So w- one thing they did was they told the story. Her friends came together, they told the story of how precious is, you know, a precious soul, and they they told people the story of and they also allowed people to tell their stories of precious. They asked people what has precious done for you. And how has Precious been of help to you? And people came out, people pulled up, you know. They told all these stories of how Precious is kind. And that's one way, telling actual stories. Then the second way, which is the way that involves strategy, is now I have this piece of content I want to create. Or I have this thing I want to get you to understand. It has nothing to do with story. I don't have any real story, but I want you to understand this message, right? And now I look at how stories work. Stories get my attention. Stories make me emotional. 
stories make me care. Stories are simple, easy to understand. Stories do not like they don't complicate things. Those are one of the characteristics. So how do I put those characteristics into what I'm you know, trying to do now? So I just want to help you or help you understand this thing. And one, I'll make it short. Like I'll not waste your time. I'll be time conscious. Two, I'll make it very simple, easy to understand. Three, I'll grab your attention. Four, I'll put emotions into it and all those things. So basically, you start with learning and you keep practicing and you know you learn all those structures of stories and keep practicing. Nobody's better. Even I'm still learning from a lot of people. And you continue, it's a continuous process. You never fully arrive at a point where you're like, wow, I'm now a storyteller. Wow, I'm now the best. I now know this thing. Every day you're learning. Every day you're watching videos. Every day you're reading books. Every day you're reading blog posts. You're reading articles. You're listening to podcasts like this. And yeah, keep learning. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. Practicing is one of the best ways to learn. Because that's when I started also, I didn't know a lot. But I kept on teaching people the little I knew. I'm not saying you can teach people what you don't know. You learn something today, you're going to teach people tomorrow. No, you get information, you try it out, you see how it works, you play around, and then you try to teach someone else because sometimes you don't even have to teach actual people. Like you can just pretend you're teaching someone. And how will you teach that into someone? You know, that's even and that way storytelling works, you know. How would you communicate this thing to someone that you help them understand? And because you can do that, then you also fully you know understand it and you keep practicing, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was really, really nice. But I, I, there's something that, that came to my mind when you were talking. Uh-huh. I think you What's mentioned that? the word strategy. You know, when people mention the word strategy, I think, I, I used to think maybe something like, oh, maybe the right time to tell this story, the right time to do this, or mm-hmm. like, what does strategy actually mean when they talk about content and storytelling? Yeah, it's the same way you know strategy. What's, whatever you know strategy to mean is basically almost the same thing. It's just having a plan, a plan of action. Like, you don't just leave things to how I put it, leave things to like just don't just play the game blindly. You don't just say, now nah, I'll, I'll leave it to chance. No, you because people are like, let's say, you know how people like to blame the algorithm when their content isn't doing well, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's the algorithm. But nah, bro, you don't just have a strategy. Nobody like just jumps in and plays the game blindly and expects to get results. So strategy basically means having a plan, a detailed plan or like action that you're going to take to make sure you get your goal. Now, whether or not to achieve the goal is a different thing, but do you have a plan? Because when you have a plan, you become more responsible. You take more things, like you become more accountable. You take more, like you take more, of res- more responsibility because when you have no plan, you can easily blame the algorithm or you can say, nah, people didn't just come online today. Or you can say, it's my audience fault. They didn't share the video enough. So that's why I didn't hit thank you views. But when you have a plan, you're not like, these are the things I have to do. And it's your fault if you don't hit it. But people often mistake that when you have a strategy, you definitely get those results. But that's not easy. It's just like having some sense of direction so that you're not just up and down. You're not just everywhere. So like you don't just see someone trying something. You, see, you can't try because it looks good. Or you see someone else doing something and you can't do it because it looks fancy. When you have a strategy, when you define you know, what you want to do, it just helps you be more focused and be more disciplined in what you're doing. So it's basically like a plan. So your actual strategy is like a plan of actions you're going to take to help you achieve a goal or get some kind of results. One quick question though. The fact that yeah. you use gray on your on your post and your content, is that a strategy? Mm-hmm. Is that the gray or hash color? I, I, I can't really you went, tell. You, went, you really went down, but okay, you didn't really go down. Like I just switched up to green. Did you notice I started using green a bit? Like, yeah, it just yeah. like a tone, not fully, yeah. I guess. I just switched, you know, you didn't really check, but yeah, I just switched over to like green. And that's a strategy in a way because 
one of the key things to know is that Instagram is a visual platform. But this is just because of Instagram. Instagram is a visual platform. So people pay attention to visuals and design and details a lot. That's why pictures do well and, you know, posts that are like text or edits don't do as well because it's a visual platform. So even those text and edits, you still want to make it look nice. And when people land on your page, you want them to see your page is clean because a lot of people, they don't even care what you do. They just want, you know, that, they just want to see that um, you have some form of consistency, that you have some form of, they can trust you. So like now when you land on someone's page and you, have, you see zero posts, do you follow that person? No. You don't even know what the person is about or what the person does. You don't follow pages like that. But when you see someone that has over 1,000 posts, you might be like, hmm, this person is consistent. This person might deliver content for me consistently. And, you know, when you see, like, some form of team that they have, if that team is something you like, you stay. If it's not what you like, then you go. That means you're probably not the person's, you know, target. The person didn't even probably want you to be there. So, in a way, it's a strategy, but it's not, like, the biggest part of my strategy. But, yeah, it's, it's a strategy, definitely. So before you go on, because let me just cut on a quick tangent. I noticed that Elsa follows you on Twitter. And uh, like, oh, wow. Elsa is like a very nice person. So tell me about that. It seems like Elsa follows me and we talk, but we don't talk. It's not like I know Elsa. <laughs> if I knew Elsa, I'll, <laughs> I would have... Uh, well, nothing, it's not like anything crazy will happen, but I, I don't want to say I, do, I don't know Elsa like personally yeah. one-on-one. But here's why I think she followed me. It's not like I, I, I've messaged her. It's not like she has replied. She's busy. Probably doesn't check her DMs. Or she does. And she's just ignoring me. Who knows? But here's why I think she followed me. And here's why, like, a lot of my favorite creators actually, you know, follow me. Cut is following me. I'll tell you how that and Elsa. Nope, you know, no idea. I might call a lot of other creators that you might not know. You know Morikoko. Yeah. Yeah, but like over 100k on Instagram. But people like that. And I just, I put up a post when that even happened. I was like, the way to get these things to happen. KCA, and she said, I think Elsa followed me. You know, do you remember last year when she was nominated for a KCA? No, sorry. And E, okay, that, that was a key stress. Yeah, yeah, award. definitely. I, I meant, um, E, e I, I think an E People's Choice Award. People think she recently followed me. She didn't recently follow me. I, I saw this thing since, but I didn't tell anybody. I just told people around me. I didn't really put it out on the internet. Like, oh, Elsa follows me. I was just like, it's time to do Shakara small, so let's put it in, on the internet. But what, I, what, what she followed me all the way back then, and I didn't even see the notification coming. So there are two, two things I'm, I think now. I think she either followed me before she blew up. Maybe I didn't just know who she was then. And she followed me before she was, you know, the Elsa Majimbo we all know right now, and like the cheap eating, funny person. But I also think she might have followed me. I just didn't see the notification when. Those when those people's stress awards were, you know, that time I was like extensively voting for her. Like every day, I would like vote for her. You know, they said you know you, know you have to tweet to vote, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would tweet, I would tweet, I would tweet to vote for her. And maybe she saw that and followed me. So honestly, I, I didn't see the notification. I never saw when it came in. I just went to her page, and deep down, I still feel like it's an it's like a Twitter glitch. I'm still scared. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if it's a Twitter glitch? So I'm just thinking either she followed me before she became the Elsa we all know right now, or she followed me during that um, people stress at what time when I was like extensively voting for her because you know she ended up she ended up winning it. Yeah, so she might yeah, like, yeah. She might, she might have been like, oh, these people who are voting for me like back to back. Maybe she was checking her comments. And I was like, let me just repay them by or just follow them. But I never saw it. Not, but I'm, I'm not like I'm not like on Twitter all the time, so I never saw the notification coming. Yeah, yeah I just 
may it not be a Twitter glitch. I'm just praying it's not a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the same way, like, Kotti followed me. You want to hear that? Yeah, definitely, sure. So it was like, you know, I found her all the way back then, like, before she even had a YouTube and everything. I was just following her back to back. And once she had the YouTube, I was one of the first thousand subscribers. There's that. She probably doesn't, she didn't, probably didn't know. Like, it's not like I'm going to tell her, like, I was one of the first thousand subscribers, but I've always been there. <laughs> yeah. And each time she posts, like when she decided to finally quit her job, even before she quit her job, each time she posts, I would repost, put on my story, repost, put on my story. Tell people like, guys, go and watch Cotty, go and watch Cotty, go and watch Cotty. People are like, why, why are you just a, why are you a fanboy? I'm like, don't disturb me. Go and watch Cotty. <laughs> like, when you get there, you will find out why I'm a fanboy. And people are always like, wisdom, thank you for introducing me to Cotty. Thank you. And I'm always like reposting it and tagging Cotty and saying, you, where are my influencer coins? I'm dragging people to your channel. So, Kotsi is kind of this open person. You know, when, when some people have 10k followers, they don't respond to DMs anymore and they are they don't respond to your emails or anything like that. But Kotsi is kind of open. So, when I do tag her like that, she's like laughing and like, you know how many people I have to pay <laughs> if if that's the case. So, yeah, I just kept on reposting her, showing her support, you know, and eventually one day I just saw the Kotsi started following you. I'm like, oh my God. Wow, I never asked her to follow me, but you know, when you show yeah. some when you show create when you show creators constant support, your favorite creators, yeah, them to they go out of their way to like, nah, this person has been supporting me. Let me just there's nothing there to follow someone. So just like nah, let's yeah. like, let's just do that to yeah, support. So that's that's why I think, you know, some creators might someone like Elsa and Cotty might have followed me. Yeah. Before before we go to your podcast, what do you think about people who beg for? Because I, I even see saw, saw something like that on your on your feed. What do you think about people who beg for follow? Or you follow back? Yeah, so it's because, it's because of Elsa that I put up that post because I'm like, wow, Elsa is following me. The Elsa Majimbo, hopefully it's not a Twitter glitch. And I'm like, wow. So I'm like, people are always begging. Someone else is probably somewhere begging her to follow the person. And I'm like, just like that, she's following me. And I'm like, it's, it's just something I've been doing over time, showing my favorite creator support. Like I always support them. I always, you know, just how can I help you? How can I, you know, help you and how can I be valuable and just, you know, authentic support? Not like I'm trying to get you to, I was never, I never said Kotti follow me. I never said Elsa follow me. I never said, you know, all the other creators that follow me. I never said, I never asked them to follow me. I'm just always in their comment section saying, you know, hanging out, engaging, liking their, sharing their stuff and just being valuable. And they probably see those things and they're like, yeah, I'm going to like, you know, notice you. So what I told them, what I, what I always say is that, Stop begging for follow. Like, it's embarrassing. How do people feel when you are begging someone to follow? This is another human being. The only difference between them and you is, like, they've put in the work and they've gotten this recognition and these numbers that you probably want to get. So, these people are human beings too and they have emotions. Like, they see you. Sometimes you think they don't see you, but they actually see you. So, I'm like, just be valuable. And there was a time when I did, like, follow for follow. So, I'm, I'm, I try to approach it from a place of empathy. I'm not like, you're a fool for doing follow for follow or you're a bad person. No. Yeah. But, you have to gradually, you know, unlearn these things. Like, Twitter is the hardest place to actually tell people that because people still do that a lot. But I'm like, on Instagram, people are starting to like notice that it doesn't really help. It actually kills your account. On Twitter, surprisingly, it actually helps your account grow. So maybe that's why people can do it there. I don't have any problem on Twitter with those kind of people. But on Instagram, it kills your account. That's one thing people should know. Like, you know, people who follow you, you have 10K followers, then you post a picture and you're getting 40 likes. How do you feel when you see all those things? So, like, you don't beg for this. You just, you know, value, value, do something consistently. Do, give that. If it's a creator, you're trying to get to follow you. 
But I don't think you should have the mindset of trying to get a creator to follow you because that's where the mindset might not F you up. Just be authentic and valuable and maybe they will follow you. Maybe they won't, but your goal should never be like, uh, how do I get um, this person to follow me? Um, with that mindset, you're already losing because when they don't follow you in two weeks, you're not like, why is it not working? Because you know yeah. since when I've been supporting, you know since when I've been supporting these people and then maybe they just recently followed. You know, I was not trying to get them to follow and that's why it, I, I never really cared whether they followed or not. Like, I, I would follow these people whether or not, whether or not, like, they ever followed me back or anything. But, you know, it feels, it feels, it's some kind of way when you can unfollow them and they are still following you and, like, <laughs> you yeah, get what I said there? Yeah. You got what I, I said? I like, yeah, yeah. I was like, it feels good now, like, if I just sneak behind the scenes and go and unfollow them, they will still follow <laughs> me. <they> will not. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just joking, I'm just joking, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'll basically see. Just be valuable and consistent support and everything. Yeah, you mentioned, you, you use the word authentic. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if you've seen the movie Malcolm and Marie. I've heard about it. I've not seen it yet. What's it about? Uh, is it, I don't want to go into the gory details. But Just summarize it. Yeah. It was a man and a wife, a storyteller mm-hmm. who, they, they came home from an award show and then they started fighting and ranting throughout the night. Yeah. So, but there was this part where he, they talked about Malcolm, which is a storyteller, like a movie writer, I guess. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's always authentic. Malcolm is authentic. So like, <laughs> they, were, they were talking about something like that. What do you, what, mm-hmm. what do you guys mean by authenticity when, like when it involves creation? So the way I see it, and this is like a recent thought, like a new thought I have. But I didn't always see it this way. So it's not like everybody must see it this way. But maybe as you gradually progress, you start to see it this way. But currently, I see authenticity as something you already are and not something you try to be. Because people are like, be authentic, try to be authentic, or you know, try to do since the, the authentic way or something like that. But I think some some people don't notice that there's nothing totally new in this world. There's no new idea, like totally new, like brand new, like nobody has heard of it before. Those kind of ideas don't really exist. And people try to, you know, try to say, I'm going to create something totally new. I'm going to do something that nobody has heard of before. And because they are like trying to create something totally new, because of someone told them to be authentic, then they actually end up not creating anything or they procrastinate and then they, do, they end up not doing anything. So you guys see now is authenticity is something you are. No matter what you do, as long as you are the one that put it out, in a way, it's always going to be authentic. And I have a post on my feed on this. Maybe you guys can listen, can check it out. I, I, I titled the post how I finally became authentic. And basically what I was saying in that post was that I finally became authentic when I realized that authenticity is not something you become, it's something you are. So you're like, try not to copy because people have said, don't compare yourself to others or don't try to do things like others. But the truth is that whether you like it or not, you are a product of all the things you've seen and heard. You are a product of all the content you consume. So you know when they say what you consume is what you put out. So whatever you consume, you are likely to put out that kind of stuff. And you are trying to make it sound new. And that's why you make a mistake. But it's all about passing through your own unique filter. Whether you like it or not, you are authentic. Because matter, even if you have a twin brother or a twin sister, or you and your siblings live in the same house, you can never all be the same because your experiences are different. Even if, if you like go to the same school, if you like go to the same university or you know live in the same house or have the same friends, the way you guys see things will always end up being different because you guys would never always be in the same place. Your education will be different. The kind of things you like will always find a way to be different. Even if your parents force you guys to, you know, go to the same place, go to the same... Gradually, you guys will start finding your own unique things. So everybody is unique and 
it's all about you know seeing those things that you're trying to create that maybe somebody has done before and then you're like okay i want it i want it to be authentic how do you make it authentic you simply just pass it through your own you know unique filter you're like add your own experience add things that are like particular to you nobody can do some things the way you can do it nobody no two people are the same it sounds cliche but it's true no two people are the same so you already are authentic you just have to finally you know tap into it that's how i say it yeah i don't think there there'll be a better way to like put it yeah that's 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 well put and and like i think now would be like a good time to talk about your podcast you okay, you have okay. a podcast called um, figuring things out figuring things out yeah yeah and i think one of your aims is like to communicate the ideas that everybody's figuring something out or yeah i think maybe you should just like talk on it for a bit so I've always wanted to start a podcast. Like in my first episode, I said that like I've always wanted to start a podcast, but I was like, you know, I don't have good gear. I still currently don't have like best equipment. I'm looking to get that. But you know, one of the things I focus on is like helping you understand that you're not alone. Even those big and one of my goals is to get people like, you know, big all these big ass creators and get them on the podcast and just have conversations with them on how they are still figuring things out. Because people are like, nah. Elsa must have figured everything out. Cotty must have figured everything out. Um, Whiskey must have figured everything out. Davido definitely has everything figured out. Uh, Bill Gates, no, no way he has everything figured out. Elon Musk has everything figured out. And one of my goals is to actually get some of those people, like the ones I can get and start building up and have conversations and re- understand that even these people that you think they have everything figured out, it's not like they have everything. They have challenges. They have problems. So it's not just you. It's not just you. And you know, when people realize that it's not just them, the, that stress, that body is taking off. You're like, ah, Justin Bieber too is figuring. And that's why I love, I don't know if you've seen Justin Bieber's movie with YouTube, that is Lock yeah, You. Yeah, yeah, it was so I raw. love that. I love it so much. Exactly, it was so raw. Because you got to see the behind the scenes. You saw this guy that you thought had everything figured out. You saw this young pop star that, you know, millions of followers. And, you know, someone like Billie Eilish now, I love her story too of how, you know, she, actually, she dealt with depression and all those stuff. Yeah. Because, you think these people have it all figured out. You're like, nah, no way this person has 80 million followers and is, and doesn't have, and has problems. That's why I also love NF. You know, people that have dealt with depression and all these things. Because, yeah. you know, all these creators and all these people up there, you think that they, they are perfect, but nobody is perfect. Nobody has everything figured out. Now, the truth is that to get to where they are, to have that kind of success, you must definitely figure some things out. And some things, maybe the business aspect of it, your creativity aspect, you definitely will figure some things out, but you cannot figure everything. You will still have challenges. Not everything will be perfect. And that was, that's the, like, the main goal of the podcast. And hopefully, I'm able to achieve it. But yeah, that's basically the main goal. Everybody is still figuring things out and nobody should beat themselves up because they are still figuring things out. Yeah, which is really, really, really um, Can I quickly nice. say something? Yeah. Because when I say things, it's kind of vague. And yeah. I intentionally made it that way. Just the way I say results and it's all up to you. Results, whatever you call results, it's up to you. Whatever you call things, it's up to you. So in the first episode of the podcast, I was like, guys, if you listen to this first episode, basically results or um, things is basically whatever you are still figuring out. It could be school would have a creator or someone on. I talked about how they, they dealt with that kind of things. It could be work. It could be your business. It could be your creative endeavors. It could be, you know, content creation. It could be anything. But, you know, you whatever you're figuring out, you're not alone. It's impossible. This is the world of almost eight billion. Or is it, are we over eight billion now? There's no how you are the only one figuring things out. So it's all about you know creating that community and helping people understand that no matter what that thing is, you are not alone. Yeah, 
I think there's, I think you are doing a really good job and like the Thank idea you. is very solid and the, the information you're trying to pass across is really what people need to hear. But there's something you, you talked about on one of your episodes, which yeah. got my interest. You talked about how um, we should enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I, I like to defer the, with people who, people who talk about how we should enjoy the process. I don't know. I, th- I think we don't talk about how the process is really not enjoyable. Like we like the results, but maybe the process sometimes is not really that sweet. I don't know. But I like to believe that sometimes the process is, is, is not that nice. I don't enjoy the process for certain things I do, but like, I mean, I like the result. I want to see the results. It's the results that make me want to still push. Not like because I'm enjoying the process, but, but, but let me hear your thoughts on that. So I was going to ask you a question. I didn't even know what the question was, but what I would say is definitely the process is not like the fanciest part, but when you look at things, I don't know if you listen to that episode like very well. I, tr- I don't know. I try to break it down to let you know that whether you like it or not, the process is still the majority of the journey you get. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, the, this is what you're going for, the results. Let's just, let's just use numbers now. Or let's just say, okay, you're trying to get a new car and you're going to have to work like you don't want to buy it on loan. You want to, you're going to have to work two years before you can actually get that car of your dreams. Now, working, your, working for two years is not definitely not going to be enjoyable no matter what the career is because you know, of that goal. But that is totally up to you. It's all about perspective, how you, want, how you decide to look at things. The process is what it is. The process is the process. You cannot change what the process is. You can only change how you decide to look at what the process is. Now, let me quickly explain that because I know it sounds like ah, this guy is talking in some kind of motivational kind of stuff, but the process is what the process is. Now, the process of getting that two car, you're going to work your butt off for two years. There's nothing you can do about that except money falls from the sky. But let's just say money is never going to fall from the sky and you're not going to get any random contract and buy, be able to buy that car. You know that the only way is to work your butt off for two years before you can get that car of your dreams. Now, that is not going to change. The process is what it is. You can either decide to be like, oh, I'm going to have to work for two years. And then you cry about it and you are sulking all the time and you are making it this thing that it doesn't have to be. Or you can decide to actually enjoy it. And you know, the process is what it's going to be. You're going to have to do it regardless, except you don't want the car. You're going to have to do it regardless. So why put yourself under that unnecessary pressure and depression and drag your feet through the process when you can actually enjoy and just sail through? Because the I don't know if I get what I'm saying. I'm trying to repeat it because of for emphasis, the process won't change. You can't change what that process is to do this thing. But you can only change how you decide to look at it. Nobody can change that for you. So you can either decide to enjoy the process and live a happier life or you can decide to drag your feet through the process but it doesn't change the fact that you're going to have to do the work. So it's all up to you and whether you want to suffer through the process or actually enjoy the process. So you said that you don't find the process enjoyable. Let me tell you the truth. When they say enjoy the process, there's a reason. The reason is because the process is not enjoyable. If the process was enjoyable, nobody would tell you to enjoy it. You just naturally be enjoying it. You get yeah. If the process was enjoyable, if it was something sweet, fancy. <clears throat> so, one thing I, I don't know I'm bringing Kurt into this conversation. Maybe it's because she's what brought us together. Why I found your podcast. Mm-hmm. So, one thing about Kurt now is that people are like, ah, she has 40k in 8 months. You know, for the average podcaster, um, average um, YouTuber, it takes you a year to get 1k subs because he got that in a month or two months did 40k in eight months she hasn't even gotten one month um one year yet and she has done 40k 
So this is like this thing that she's she's kind of leading this narrative and doing these crazy things that we've not seen before. And people are like, nah, Koti must be enjoying this. But a lot of times she tells you that Omo, she hasn't even seen her YouTube money yet. The process of getting that money to her is to herself is crazy. Today is her birthday and stuff. And you know, she can decide to drag her feet through the process and complain about everything. Or she can decide to just create what she wants to and enjoy the process. And she actually is because one of one of her key motives, or one, one thing she lives by, or one thing that she puts on her channel on her website is learning by doing. And when you look at learning by doing, it sounds like this crazy, you know, trying to rhyme type of stuff and just trying to seem profound. But it's all about enjoying, like just going through that process and knowing that to achieve that your goal. And she always talks about having ambitious goals and how, you know, it will happen. It will eventually happen, but it will happen tomorrow. It will happen next tomorrow. And you can, you can either decide to cry about it and I'm going to suffer this thing, you know, or you can be like, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to achieve this thing. And I'm going to enjoy doing it. And I'm going to you know, put in the work. And at the end of the day, to pay off. And you, you, you'll see how the process will become more enjoyable. The process is not this, the fanciest thing, but it's, it's, it's really, you can, you can enjoy it actually if you want to. It's all yeah, up to you. It's perspective. Yeah. I think that was well put. I think I, I think there's so much wisdom in what 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 you've been saying. Yeah, and I'm just you. Know, I'm just saying, it is what it is. It's not. Like, it's just things that you you have to just decide. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I still struggle through the process. Yeah. There's this goal I have right now. It's really ambitious, you know, trying to reach a particular number of creators by a, a particular time. And I'm actually doing the dirty work, and it's not really the most enjoyable thing. But I can decide to cry about it and say. And you know, it's even more painful when you're putting in the work and not seeing the results within the time frame. But one thing I always decide to do is like I remove those expectations. And I might you might be like, How will I remove expectations when I have a goal? Because definitely I expect to achieve the goal, right? But the only reason I have that goal is because I'm putting it out into the universe. Like, guys, everyone, hear the goal. You know that this is something. But if I don't achieve it, I am not going to kill myself. I always use that, I, I always love using that line. I always like saying, Nobody will die. I'm not going to kill myself because I want you to know how extreme it is. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to, you know, beat you. Nobody's going to um, laugh at you. You know, you're just, you're just going to either not achieve it or achieve it. So, but if you don't enjoy the process, oh, I feel like I'm talking too much, but one last thing. Yeah. If, if you don't enjoy the process, you're actually doing yourself a, I don't know the word, but you're like, you're doing yourself a disadvantage because now the goal of achieving that car in two years, I like, let's just use that example again. Yeah. If you, if you enjoy the process, of making that money, and let's say the time you said you want to get the car, you couldn't get it by that time. It's a win-win. It's a win. Why? Because you enjoyed the process. It wasn't something you were just doing because of the car. You actually enjoyed the process. But now, if you are walking your butt off and you are crying and saying, "Is the car I want? It's because of the car. Just the car. The car. I hate this thing I'm doing, but because of the car. And then the car doesn't come. You will break down. You will cry more because the car did not come. So, you, honestly, it's because if you love yourself, you will enjoy the process because it's to your own advantage and yeah it's just to your own advantage yeah 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 i i think yeah yeah i think you've spoken like a lot on that and i i he's giving me more insights into like maybe the fault in my about. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i think maybe we're getting close to the end of Around the question, but I think before we go, I'll ask you like three questions. But one of the, like the first question I want to ask you now is that for I think I like for pe- for people who has, I mean, have listened to maybe we are close to like forty minutes now. So 
even for people who are still listening, what advice do you have for them, you know, like to tell better stories? I know we've talked about stories talked before, about but like that, what yeah. is one brief, like just one small brief thing you need to tell them, okay, this is what you need to do as someone who has stories but don't know how to tell them. Okay, yeah. So the way you put it is people who have stories but don't know how to tell them. And like I already defined, like storytelling could be two different things, but let's just talk about the first one because I believe that it's more of the first one for a lot of people. And as much as I love the strategy side of it and, you know, trying to pass messages effectively, let's talk about your own personal stories and how to tell them better. So the first thing you want to do, and this is like me removing strategy and just giving you the raw things that you need to do like right now, like today after listening to this podcast, you need to start paying more attention to your own, like your own day, your own life, like pay more attention to your own stories because people have amazing stories, but they don't pay attention. So the, because you don't pay attention, you forget about the story and then the day you might need that story because now let's say you want to, you have a fundraiser and you didn't pay attention to the details of, or you're, you're trying to raise money for cancer, right? And let's say your mom had cancer, but you never knew. And maybe she never told you guys, she was just battling it on her own. And maybe at one point in your own life, you, let's say, eventually find out and let's say your the person dies of cancer and then you now want to like take it up and raise money. I want to tell a story to help people like to donate and, you know, just let that story champion the movement. If you hadn't, because, because you hadn't been paying attention, because you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes of you, your mom's life and maybe your own life, let's just say it's your own story too. You have no story to tell and you can't tell the story effectively, you know, because when it comes to storytelling, detail is key. And because you need to pay attention to be able to add more details to your story. So when I, as I'm talking now, let's say I want to tell the story of a young boy in Africa. He's like five foot four and he, he actually, he can't speak English. He lives in this village where the, the only place they get water from is from this river that they have to trek miles to go and get it. And he has to trek back and forth because he has this tiny bowl. So he has to go and come back. And the bowl is really small. It's like this blue bowl, really small. So he has to go and come back, like go a bunch of times. And then one white man visited the village. This man is from Australia. He, yeah, he, he's from Australia. He visited the village and, you know, he's, he stayed in the village for a while and he saw this boy and he always notices how the boy goes out in the morning and comes back. You know, right now, you just pictured the whole thing in your head. You saw the boy. You saw, you pictured his height, five foot four. You saw the bowl, the small bowl that was, did I say blue or green? Whatever color. You saw the pond where he fetches water. If I said there were fishes in the pond, you saw fishes because of I added detail. In your mind, when people tell stories, they have to, that detail goes a long way. When I say, a cap or something. It goes a long way to say a red cap, but it's all about detail. That's basically what I'm saying. It's all about detail. So paying more attention to your story so that when you eventually need to tell that story, you have as much details as you need to add. But also remember to not waste people's time. You know, as much as you want to add detail, you also want to try to make the message short and concise and, you know, not waste people's time too much. So it's obviously about finding that balance. But yeah, you start with like journaling, pay attention to your days, write things down every day try to write like what happened that day so that when you need those stories you have them somewhere and can't, because i put out a post recently about how you shouldn't trust your brain because your brain will mess you up so if you are deciding to like anna oh, i'll remember all these stories you won't no you won't you say you know that you won't because you know how many times your brain has done you dirty in the past so yeah just pay more attention focus on details write stuff down and practice try it out on friends Try it at any opportunity you have. Try to tell stories and you definitely get better. There's this thing I do now. I record 
I record audio, maybe, yeah. Audio I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. I just like record what I feel like I want to remember or the kind of stories I want to tell or just any kind of information <laughs> yeah. I want to pass. Like it's maybe later, right. instead of writing them. As much as I talk about journaling, I'm not like a big writer. I don't like writing, although I, I actually do it for work, but I don't like writing like that. So because it's work, I do it. But when it comes to my personal stuff, I hate writing. So personally, if I have to journal, I do audio journaling. Like I just bring out my phone at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, whatever, whenever I remember to, and just, you know, talk. Because a lot of people don't like writing. So if you're like me, you don't like writing, you know, just bring out your audio recorder and record what happened that day, record what you want to remember and stuff like that. But if it's password, write that one down. Write it in a notepad because <laughs> you lose, before you can lose your password. So yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. So my second question would be, for people who are listening, what's mm-hmm. one thing you want to tell them? Anything, it could be anything at all. What's that one thing you feel like you want to tell people while listening? Well, it, well, it depends. Who, who are you, your audience? What does your audience look like? Who does your audience consist more? I have. Are they, like, are they creators or? No, nope. my, 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 my audience are just individuals who just live life and up on the podcast just for fun. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> then what I would say is you should become a creator. If you're not already a creator, because this, this life, consistency in anything, consistency in anything eventually pays off. So whether, okay, let, you don't have to be a creator per se, but you know, just find something to be consistent in. It doesn't have to be work. Just something on the side. Like start a podcast, start a blog. Don't even think about money. If you think about money, you have already lost. You've already failed because when think about money, then in two weeks, I'm not seeing money. You want to give up. So just start a passion project, something for fun, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, an Instagram page that you just, you know, maybe since you're learning, since you want to learn more about, so you talk about them and, you know, try to learn more about them, just create something and put it out there and, and have no expectations. Like, I know it's crazy and it's, it seems impossible, but try it out. Like, when I say creating, for the first year or so, I wasn't, I had no real goals. It was just for fun. And that made it really enjoyable. But the second I started putting like expectations inside it, that was when I had this burnout and everything. So just create something. Start. Do it consistently for like one year. And you look back and you be like, I, wow, I should have started sooner. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was all basically. Yeah, thank you. And my final question, which is like the question everybody gets to answer on this podcast. Okay. Is... What is the meaning of life? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, why do you ask that question? And what is your own meaning of life? What does life mean to you? You are turning my podcast back to me now. Well, that's interesting. I don't know <laughs> if there's any meaning to life. I, I, I don't necessarily think I'm, I'm finding it, but like, I just like to ask it because it's an interesting question. And one of these days, I'll combine all my answers into one episode. I'll name the episode, the meaning of life episode. And everybody will get to listen to maybe the different ideas, that have, the different voices that have come on this podcast and told us what the meaning of life is. So, yeah. I, I love that. I love that. So, you already even have a plan to do that. Yeah. People are talking about strategy. But basically, I think life is what you decide to attribute to it. I personally just want to step out of, you know, if, if you're religious, you can say life is, you know, all about, you know, 
going to heaven and everything, or you can say life is all about you know serving God and everything. But if you're taking religion out of it, what does life mean to you? But a lot of people don't want to take religion out of it. People are like devout; they don't want to take religion out of it, and they would definitely want to give that answer of it's all about going to heaven or you know serving people, everything. But basically, I just say life is what you decide. Life is life is what you make of it. Life is what you want life to be. Nobody can tell you what life is except you. And a lot of people will not agree with that. They'll be like, nah, I have a purpose. Like, I was put on this earth for one particular reason. But I don't always think that it has to be like one particular reason. Like, there are a bunch of reasons. And because when you say it's one particular reason, you always be finding that reason, right? You never really enjoy life. You'll be like, nah, until I find that reason, I'm, I was put here. I will never. But when you just like say, life is what I want life to be. Life is what I make of it. Life is what I decide life is. And, you know, you start anything. Then life is that thing to you. Life is whatever you decide. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Very nice. So before you go, yeah. I I want you to tell us where we can find you and where we can connect with you. Maybe your socials. Just I think you, I would also put that in the description, but you can also say it out for people who might be listening. So if you're listening... I'm actually very grateful. Like, wow, for something minutes and you guys are still listening. How? What did I even say? I honestly don't know what I said, but I'm grateful that people can actually stay this long listening to us have this conversation. But you can find me at Wisdom Mudashiru. It's obviously probably in the show notes somewhere or description, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, just check it. Instagram Wisdom Mudashiru is W-I-S-D-O-M-M-U-D-A-S-I-R-U everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, and then the podcast, in case you want to check out the podcast, I am not like very consistent, but I think the five episodes I have out now can actually help someone. Who knows? Um, you can find the podcast at FTO Pod, which is Figuring Things Out podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, that's really nice. And I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in and sharing us. Thank you for having today. me. It was interesting. I enjoyed the conversation too. Yeah. So that's nice. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the end and please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. That's it for me this week and until then, stay curious.